driving directions on your phone? Oh no! That's not fun! Navigate hands-free with Apple CarPlay. Everybody, if you're like me, when you were a young kid, you thought, hey, I'll just build my own mini bike. I'll grab some pipe, I'll grab some tires and wheels, a clutch and a chain, and be good to go, right? Wrong. But just think about it. What if you actually had that dream and you made it a reality? Well, on Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast, we're going to talk to the guy who did just that. He's Rafa Ramirez, he's from GTS Hobbies, and he's on the show tonight. Welcome to the latest edition of Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. This is Season 7, Episode 5. This podcast is presented from our presented by our friends at Pioneer Car Electronics. You know, our friends at Pioneer have been leaders in high-end audio components for decades and proud supporters of events worldwide, including Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. No matter what you drive, Pioneer has the gear to upgrade your sound so that you can connect to the latest technologies like Bluetooth, Apple CarPlay, Android Audio, and popular Alexis. Remember, don't break up with your car. Upgrade it with Pioneer Car Electronics. You know, uh, I want to recognize Pioneer as I read that spot. Uh, these guys have been with us since day one. And uh, I really, really, really appreciate the support. Uh, I've had a chance to uh, meet with the friends over at Pioneer recently. And we've, I'm going to pick up some products. I think I'm going down there on Thursday. And I'm going to be bringing back a ton of products that we'll be giving away, not only on the remaining podcasts leading up to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, but at the event itself. So thank you again, Pioneer, for your support. I also want to give a big shout out to our friends over at studsracing.com. Eric and all the guys at Studs are, uh, you know, they're the one-stop shop for all you guys back there in Detroit and in Michigan and the central U.S., but they're also nationwide. Check them out at studsracing.com. And I want to give a shout out to our friends over at GTS Hobbies. Uh, Rafa has been uh, supporting the event 
as well as the podcast. Uh, since I can remember, I'm happy to say that um, we'll be giving away a GTS big tire roller at the upcoming Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, which is held on October the 8th here in beautiful uh, La Crescenta, California at CV Park. Uh, I've been working with the park, and honestly, I'm making some headway. The dates that we have um, worked to secure are October the 8th, and our fallback date would be October the 15th. Uh, we are working on the website, as I mentioned, which should be up by the first part of May, where you'll be able to pre-register. You know, when I was uh, putting together the website, a couple things came up. Uh, when you register your bike, traditionally, you have had the opportunity to be eligible for all the activities that we have at the show. When I went back to renew the park and renew the insurance and renew the security and renew the porta-potties and purchase the mats and all the things that go into putting the event together, everything was higher. Nothing is the same price as it used to be. Just ask around, right? Try to buy a steak. I bought a steak. It was $50 yesterday at Ralph's. I swear to God. So things are changing. As a result, uh, you're going to have to pay to play on the dyno before I would make it available to everybody. And honestly, we're not in the position to do that. So you're going to have a choice when you register now. You can either register just to have your bike on display and be eligible for all the judging and all the prizes and all the raffles. Or you could pay a little bit extra and you'll be insured an opportunity to go on the dyno. Now, if there are opportunities where folks uh, can get on the dyno after all the folks that have paid are through, then we'll do that. But I wanted to make you aware of the fact that there's going to be a change and you'll pay an additional fee. You'll pay an additional 5 or $10 depending on when you register. Once the website's up, those will be the lowest rates. If you decide that you want to wait and register on site, then you pay a little bit more. That's kind of how it works. The other thing I realize is that a lot of guys come late. A lot of guys just roll up and they bring their bikes and they park outside because they don't want to pay to come inside or they don't want to pay for a show that's maybe half over. So I came up with just a general admission, general parking cost. It's $10. You roll in, instead of leaving your bike in the parking lot, you bring it inside. You bring it inside the gated area. You park amongst everybody else. You're not going to be eligible for the judging or the prizes, but you'll still get a goodie bag and you'll get a handshake and you'll get a lot of love just for coming and you'll enjoy yourself, which is the most important thing. So you'll have a chance to do that. You can pre-register just for an open spot for $10 or if you show up on site unannounced, it'll be $15. So I'm making some of these changes because, you know, as the years have gone on, uh, not only do we have a great show, but as I walk outside of the gated area, there's another show going on. <laughs> So I want everybody to be together. And if it's a matter of five or 10 bucks that's keeping you from coming inside, hopefully we'll be able to address that. Uh, on a promotional front, as I said, we've got the GTS roller that's coming out. Uh, but I have a great uh, announcement that for the folks that are gonna be tuning in and watching this podcast on YouTube after it is recorded, we're gonna be giving away a roller. Uh, you're gonna have to hustle for it. You're gonna be responsible for either coming down and picking it up at GTS or at least picking up the cost of the shipping. But Rafa's uh, Ramirez uh, has agreed to give us away a roller from GTS Hobbies. And with that said, um, I'd like to take this opportunity in welcoming to the podcast Rafa Ramirez, one of the uh, newer inductees in the Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Hall of Fame. And uh, one of the guys is uh, that's probably on the lips of just about most folks that are talking about this mini bike hobby because GTS frames are everywhere. Rafa, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, guys. How was your day, man? It was pretty good. Uh, I know that you, uh, too... Uh, I always joke about the fact that when folks 
come on as uh, guests on the podcast. They probably had to make their way through two hours of traffic and dodging everything. How was your ride up, Rob? Uh, it was pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, about, just about a little over two hours. So you probably wish you had a mini bike in the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rob, uh, first of all, uh, I want to congratulate you. Uh, because of COVID, uh, the year that you were inducted into the Hall of Fame along with Jake Moe, it's going to be going on three years now. So we never had the chance to appropriately not only recognize you, uh, and we will do that on October the 8th, but I, I wanted to personally say thank you for all you've done for the hobby and congratulate you on being a part of the Hall of Fame. It's long overdue. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Rafa, uh, you helped me out. Uh, I had called you uh, maybe a few weeks ago, and I asked you to uh, help me out. When we induct folks into the Hall of Fame, I typically will have conversations with folks that have already been in there. Uh, and I ask them, you know, who are some folks that we're missing? And every year I'm embarrassed because there becomes one or two folks that just glaringly uh, should have already been in there, uh, yet we've just got to you, so to speak. Uh, you're one of those guys. Uh, and I, I can tell you that because when I'm out and about, and most recently I've enjoyed uh, going out in some of these rides that um, Sprocket and Ozzy are hosting, but... Um, most of those bikes that are out there on the rides are GTS hobbies uh, frames, uh, just about 70, 80% of it. And I wonder, uh, when you're out, and I know that you're active, you're a rider, and, and you've done your own events, and you've done your old picnics, but that's got to be pretty cool, I would think, knowing that these bikes that you've personally had a hand in, that, that you've created, are so warmly received and, and so popular do you reflect on that at all? Does, does, does that ever, you ever find yourself just going, damn? Yeah, you know what? It's pretty humbling. You know, you're out, not just, generally, we're usually in L.A., but when you go out of L.A. and uh, my kids tell me, look, Dad, that's one of your frames, Orange County, you know, Inland Empire. It's really humbling. You know, I didn't think I'd get this far. I'm not going to lie. Well, I'm seeing it go a little bit further than Orange County and down the five freeway. I'm seeing folks not only asking about, but showcasing GTS hobbies in Florida. I'm seeing them in um, Michigan. I'm hearing folks ask about them everywhere. And and I do the, I do some thinking too. It's like, well, what is it? And to me, it's like, okay, the bikes are built by enthusiasts. You, you're, you're a mini biker. Yeah. They're under a thousand dollars in most cases. It's so it's one of the more affordable entries into the power sports segment you've kind of hit uh the the equation which is give them something good that's priced right and they'll buy it that formula seems to be pretty successful for you guys it's working. right yeah it's been working for a few years now so why change it uh, when you were on the podcast previously there was an issue not so much a, a bad issue but you were back ordered is that continuously uh, uh, something that you're you're dealing with yeah i'm still back ordered just not as bad um, since I got one of the other guys helping me out now, so um, for the most part, we're pretty caught up. I um, I showcase your ad in the opening of the podcast, and for those of you that are watching the podcast, uh, many of you have commented on it, how cool it is. It's, uh, it's a little bit of a longer commercial. It's almost like an infomercial, but for anybody that maybe has not had the chance to see a GTS bike or isn't aware of them, if you look at that commercial, you can see literally the blood, sweat, and tears that you put into building these bikes. Uh, do you do you see that commercial on the podcast? Is, is that a little something that uh, may still... Yeah, uh, I still see it. I, I go back to it once in a while and just kind of check it out. 
You know, kind of brings me back a few years back. Who did that spot? Was that D? That was D. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen D recently? I talked to him a few weeks ago. I haven't seen him. Yeah, he's been uh, buried with that Ram Charger he's been yeah. working on. <laughs> yeah. Notice, right? Yeah. So, uh, Ralph, when we were uh, last talking, uh, I had the chance to uh, let you reach out to Tim Iskey to uh, tell him that he had made it into the Hall of Fame because that's something that I like to do. In addition to gathering your input on who should be into the Hall of Fame, I also like to have one of the Hall of Famers reach out to the new inductee. Uh, when I asked you to make that call, it, it's tough because Tim's not one of those guys you could just get on the phone, right? No, he doesn't answer that that, that much. <laughs> yeah. So I had my brother call him, but my brother couldn't reach him either. But uh, we got to him. So how did that go? Uh, it was pretty cool. Um, it, it turns out that his he changed his phone number, so that's why we couldn't reach him at the old number. But it went pretty good. Yeah, nice. Yeah, he was surprised. Well, I, uh, I think he, like you, are two of those guys that everybody talks about and everybody really appreciates. And, you know, the fact that we uh, have finally had the opportunity to recognize you. We brought a little Hall of Fame hat there. Uh, these aren't given out to everybody. And um, we're going to have a chance to recognize both you, uh, Jake Moe, uh, Tim, and then uh, Big Daddy and uh, Bing Flores. Uh, so we'll have five Hall of Famers that we're going to recognize on site. Uh, that's something that I hope that uh, many of you guys uh, can appreciate and can support and come out and check out. We're, um, we're talking recently on some of these podcasts about some of the rides that are taking place out in SoCal. And Rafa, you and I have talked about it because we both have produced events before. And, you know, we both realize that uh, we become responsible for a lot of the riders and a lot of the activities that happen, good, right. bad, or indifferently, when we host rides, almost to the point where you kind of backed off a little bit. A on little some, bit, yeah. So, uh, based on what you have seen of late, uh, whether it is the uh, social media posts or whether it's uh, some of the uh, the recent exposures, good, bad, or indifferent that we received on uh, the local news stations, do, are you, do you kind of have a feel for uh, the way these rides are going? Are there any things that uh, you like about them or the things about these rides that maybe you, you see need to be changed a little bit in light of some of the, the recent negative press that we've had? Yeah, these rides are pretty cool, actually, because it gets a lot of people together. I'm all for the rides. The only thing I'm against is the two or three knuckleheads that get in front of traffic and start burning rubber in the middle of the street and really making a bad name for our sport. Because if they see them burning rubber in the middle of the street, they're instantly thinking it's a takeover uh, as they were calling the news, a takeover. It's not a takeover. It's a mini bike ride. But that's the only problem I have with them. Yeah, the takeovers, which um, what we're referring to is some of the takeovers that are involving, you know, the Hellcats and every other damn 800-horsepower <laughs> car that any idiot can go buy. And uh, now they're just doing, you know, turning into donut derelicts yeah. uh, every underpass. And, yeah, it's become a situation where, look, we've seen the videos where the guys are, uh, a lot of them are not capable uh, people are getting way too close to capture video and getting bounced off fenders of yeah. Hellcats and thrown into the crowd. It, it, it's kind of silly, but do you think that maybe there are some folks in the mini bike hobby that are getting caught up in the social media fame and maybe losing sight of the fact that uh, these, these mini bikes can kill you as quick as a car can? Uh, is there a message that maybe some folks are missing on that? Um, I don't think it's the people that are necessarily doing these rides. It's just... It's going to be hard to control everyone in these rides. And it's it's hard to get. Like I said, there's a couple of knuckleheads. That they're not going to get through to them. You're not going to change them. And they're going to do what they're going to do. Well, we, um, we enjoy the rides. Those of us who have been on them. And I understand just like anything else, 
that there's going to be a few folks that want to take on their own different path. Maybe the best thing that we can say to everybody is that, look, your actions reflect back on all of us, right? And whether it's wearing a helmet or not, whether it's defying uh, some of the, the laws or maybe getting in the face of uh, police that are out to get us, because let's face it now, we are getting looked at and lumped in together as like a lot of these takeover guys, whether it's cars or mini bikes. So we've got we've got a, a decision that we have to make as a mini bike culture as to whether or not we want to continue to uh, act the fool and get that kind of notoriety, or if we want to realize that, hey, look, these things are pretty cool. If we can kind of keep our act together and not go out of bounds, the cops, particularly those cops here in Southern California, I think they have bigger fish to fry. Right. I don't know necessarily that right. they're out to worry about chasing down 40 or 50 mini bikers as long as we're not causing havoc. So going forward, uh, because the guys that are putting on these rides, these are cool guys uh, without naming names. Uh, some of them have been on the podcast. Some of them will be guests on the podcast. But these are guys that are older. They're a little bit more mature. Uh, and they know better. And they can't. And it's impossible for them to be able to uh, safeguard and control everybody else who comes out. So on behalf of many of these guys who are not only representing the hobby, like Rafa, uh, previously we had on Tim Iskey uh, from Small Engine Cams and myself, we recognize the fact that, hey, whatever exposure we're going to get, we want it to be positive. Be mindful of that. Uh, these bikes are illegal. The, most of them don't have lights on them. There's no serial numbers on them. Uh, we're, we're, we're operating you know, rigid frame death traps. So keeping that in mind, uh, be mindful of the fact that we want to keep doing this. This is not just one weekend where we go crazy. We want to be able to enjoy ourselves on an ongoing basis. And the more we act a fool, the more we're probably going to have some issues, right? Yeah, that's correct. Ralph, there's some trends that uh, have been popping up. Uh, I noticed that this big tire mini bike frame, especially on these rides now. Uh, I was with Daryl from Big Daddy. And uh, he had his six-inch wheel bike, and then the following ride, he had already upgraded to eight or ten. ten. W what's going on from what you can see with these larger wheel bikes? And well, that, well that those, those those bikes actually started, I'm going to say like five, six years back. My brother started those bikes, but I really didn't give them a lot of leeway because they looked goofy to me back then, you know? Did he go ten or was, was he, he? was going eights. Oh, okay. But I was like, why are you doing this big old goofy bikes? You know, so I, I, I put a stop to it, but... People started asking for them, and then another person came, and then Daryl came, and now we have a bunch of orders for that. So you let you let the people tell you what they want, right? Basically. And even when you think it may not be right, right? You're the customer's <laughs> always right. <laughs> so we've got a bigger uh, we've got a bigger style bike that's out there. How would you describe that bike? Is it called a big tire bike now? It's just a big tire bike. Yeah. yeah. And and are they eight or are some guys going? Some are eight, some are ten. We've done both. Um, right now I'm working on a. 10 inch but with electric motor so i'm working on that so i saw that was i say i think i saw that in a post from ozzy okay yeah uh, it was a recent post it was clean it was a like a raw frame bike it's still raw frame still we still have a long way to go but we're getting there so can you give us a little bit of a sense on on how an electric bike kind of comes together so we start with a gts frame right? we're going with the same gts frame um uh, we're gonna do electric motor we're gonna do a lithium battery but i'm still working all the kinks on the batteries because we have to run four batteries on it, so that's going to be too much weight. So I'm trying to figure out what I can do to cut the weight down. And like cell phones, I kind of get the impression with the batteries that are operating some of these motorcycles and scooters and mini motos, that as the years go by, they get better. They get smaller. Uh, 
I remember when scooters first came out, everybody was buying those orange little scooters that were like 20 pounds, but then the battery was 50. And you realize really quickly that that had to change. So yeah. technology's kind of caught up. Do you think we're do you think we're headed towards an electric mini bike scene? Do, do, do you see uh, that as I hope not because the mini bike is it has to be gas powered, you know. I just want to try something new because I get a little bored fast, you know. What's the uh, temptation of the electric? Is it just the the fact that they just go a lot faster? Or yeah, it's it... just different. Something yeah. different, you know. Something to set us apart from everybody else. So, what's the status of that bikes? Um, hopefully, in the next couple months, it'll be ready. Good. So, um, there's an example. We've got a couple trends that are happening. We've got these bigger tire, bigger wheeled mini bikes, whether it's eight or ten that are popping up. We've got some ideas about maybe an electrical application. We also have this new Predator 224 engine that seems to be getting a lot of attention. The Predator engine seems to be one of the more popular um, add-ons to your frame. Uh, you don't see a lot of GTS bikes with uh, uh, flathead Briggs or Tecumseh or some of the old traditional. Not, not anymore. Yeah. Was there a time when, when... Yeah, when I first started that, we were using a lot of those flatheads. Uh, a lot of Blockzillas were going on them, you know. Sure, but, the Blockzilla. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, we're, we're doing that for a while, but, you know, we keep... Moving on, and the Predator is a way to go right now. Parts are cheap, cheaper. You can get parts pretty much anywhere. Yeah, there's uh, no denying the fact that uh, I remember back in the day when Leafon was uh, that engine from uh, across the sea, and it, it was cheap and it, it, it touted high horsepower, but they had issues, and they overcame them. Those Leafon engines now are not what they were a long time ago. Hell, there was a time when Honda was one of those companies where people scratch their heads and yeah. look at them now one of the more um, dependable uh kind of well-known brands out there ralph i i often uh, in fact last time this happened i think i was on the ride uh who are some of the guys that uh, take over at gts hobbies who who are your 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 top employees over there there's one larger dude that everybody asks about can you give us a little bit of a roll call who's making things happen over yeah, there that, at GTS? That's, that's my brother this is my brother george okay hey george what's yeah, happening that's my brother george he takes care of mostly all of my mechanical stuff okay and then i have my uh his son my nephew what's his name little george okay little george, yeah, happened, little george. george yeah yep um he basically takes care of all the sales and then i have javi in the back with me welding great so shout out to all of our staff at gts i remember when uh, you were just opening up the new shop. I came down there. You had some chicken and a few other little tasty treats, if I recall. Uh, how's business been for you? It's been pretty good. I can't complain. Yeah. We're open. We're busy. So, And it's four of us. We're all living off, uh, out of that. So we're good. Rafa, what advice can you give some of the folks that um, are looking to pick up a frame, whether it's uh, wait time, whether it's the best way to reach you, uh, or maybe some of the information that they should have before they call hunting for a mini bike frame. Are there any tips or tricks that you can uh, maybe suggest to some of the folks looking to buy a I GTS mean, frame? The best way to go about that is just to call the shop and talk to my nephew, little George. He's the one who'll take care of all that stuff for you. Um, he'll help you out. Do not send message through Instagram because we never answer that. We just have a ton of messages and we can never get through them. I've seen some of the responses because you guys are extremely popular online. And a lot of it is, hey, man, I left you a message. Hey, man, I left you a message. Hey, you're saying, hey, forget that. Pick up I'm the old phone. school. Pick up the phone and call us. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. that's how it works, right? Yeah. Um, also, is there is there a number that you could put with the average shipping cost is for these frames? Because I, I always see folks like, well, what about shipping? Obviously, it differs whether you're going to be in Florida or whether you're in yes, Las Vegas. Uh, on average, frame and fork is probably like a, like 
100, 120, wherever, depending on where you're at. It's not too bad. Um, roller, we have gone up to, uh, we just sent the roller to Maine. Um, that one was about close to 200 bucks. It's, it's, a, it's a long way out. Uh, wow, you're reaching that far, huh? Yeah, we yeah. sent, yeah, we, we recently we had Maine, Louisiana, and Hawaii. I was just going to ask you if you've gone to Hawaii. Yeah. I, that would, it's I like would, the third time we go to Hawaii. Really? Yeah. Uh, again, that's got to be a good feeling, huh? It, it is. So it is. are you in that place where uh, you're worrying about getting too big now? Uh, no, I try to stay small. I'm the same person as before. I'm, I don't change. I don't compete against anybody. The only person I compete with is me. I try to better myself every year. That's it. Beautiful. I know that we've talked in the past that you've always been fond of Temecula Bob. Yeah, that's my mini bike idol. Isn't he great? Yeah, he is. Uh, I've had a chance to speak with him recently. In fact, we exchanged Easter uh, uh, salutations the other day, and I have begged for him to come on the podcast, but he's in Temecula. <laughs> yeah. you know, he's like, yeah. he ain't driving anywhere. You have to drive 24 hours to get here. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a couple other guys who come from the Inland Empire, and I'm hoping that Bob could tag along and get a ride to uh, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, which will be October the 8th here at uh, CV Park in beautiful La Crescenta. We'll be giving away a custom GTS big tire roller, uh, Rafa will be on display. Rafa, you've been to the event over the years now. Do you believe we're going on our 10th year? Yeah, that's fast. <laughs> that's fast. But it's good. Yeah, well, it, it's it's good because we attract folks like you. You've always been there for us. Uh, folks, we've been chatting with uh, Rafa Ramirez, the head honcho over at GTS Hobbies. Uh, the podcast is uh, built and designed to talk to guys like this. We hope, uh, excuse me, I hope that you've had some... Uh, uh, some benefit from listening in. The one thing you should take away is that if you want a bike, don't be sending in messages through Instagram or leaving emails. Just pick up the phone, connect with the guys. They've got bikes that um, you could really. By the time you slap in an engine and some of the performance parts, you're still you're still somewhere around what fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars, if if that. If that, yeah. Are there uh, any other uh, folks that maybe we haven't talked about, Rafa, that have been a help to you along the way that maybe you'd like to give a shout out to or a little recognition to? Um, you know what? I, I want to give a shout out to the guys that are making these rides because they're they're making it a lot more popular. You know, there's a lot of people, new people coming into the sport because of those rides. There are. And um, we touched on some of the things, you know, I think this is just growing pains. It's no different than uh, a popular man about town or gal about town decides to be a little bit more social and starts to take on the host role. And, and invites you to certain parties and maybe get you into places that we couldn't get into before. Maybe we get turned on to a little something that we haven't experienced before. With all that opportunity comes a little bit of a risk. And uh, those folks that stick their hand up and say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to head this up, uh, whether it is Ozzy or whether it is Sprocket or anybody mm-hmm. else for that matter. Uh, guys, they're putting their neck out right. as, as well as many of us who also have an investment into this hobby. Right. Uh, Roth is an example of a guy that his livelihood depends on selling these frames, and depending on what kind of exposure he gets, good, bad, or indifferent, it can affect it. Uh, I have a mini bike event. Uh, if if people decide to come up to La Crescenta and start doing burnouts and acting the fool, that's going to have an impact on on me as well. So somewhere in the middle of a good opportunity, there's also an opportunity where maybe we can create a negative negative right. so instead of us uh, coming on as a bunch of old hags uh telling everybody to you know uh, slow down uh the pace all we're saying is hey keep having fun because to rafa's point it does bring in new folks uh it does give you an opportunity to meet new people to learn more about your mini bike there's a lot of goodness that comes with these events and it would be a shame for us to get mislabeled 
or to get categorized as a bunch of idiots. And, uh, you know, without beating that to death, I think uh, bringing it up and talking about it, especially with uh, having a conversation with a guy like you who's been in this hobby and is invested in it, uh, these are just, I think, words of advice that make sense for everybody, you know? Right. So, folks, once again, we've been with uh, Rafa Ramirez. Uh, Rafa is uh, one of our newest inductees into the Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Hall of Fame. Uh, he, by far, has uh, manufactured and put out uh, some of the more popular frames that are uh, rolling around, whether it's SoCal, as far as uh, Maine, Hawaii, Florida, and everywhere else. You can check them out online. But also, just pick up that phone and give them a call. Rafa, what's the number of the place over there? Do you have it offhand? Yeah, it's uh, area code 323. Area code 323. 817-817-9238. 9238. Uh, folks, do that. Uh, we're going to be giving away an addition to, and again, how cool. We'll be giving away a large frame roller, big tire at Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. And for those of you who will be watching this podcast, and these podcasts typically... We record them, and they air anywhere from a week or two to three after the uh, taping. Uh, so look for Rafa's podcast in the month of uh, more than likely May. We'll be giving away a GTS roller. You'll be responsible for shipping or picking it up. Rafa, how generous you've always been. What a great opportunity for those of you who are listening to the podcast. And we advise you to not only check out GTS, but also uh, like or subscribe to the YouTube channel. I typically don't like bringing all that shit up, but that's how it works. That's the only way that we get recognized financially by the number of likes and comments that you get on YouTube. Uh, I appreciate anybody who has already subscribed, and if you can tell a friend to do the same. Also, check out uh, Rafa's Instagram page and check that out and like it as well. Folks, you've been listening to Season 7, Episode 5, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. It's been brought to you by our friends at Pioneer Car Electronics, where we remind you, don't break up with your car, upgrade it. Also, I want to recognize our friends over at GTS Hobbies. Once again, our friends at Studs Racing. I'm Joe from Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, and you're not. We'll see you on the next one. Have a good one, everybody. Get that mini bike riding, and uh, hopefully we'll see you on the road as well. See you next time.